0: Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much! Hey everybody, welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. I'm Kylie. Hey, it's BJ. And Megan. And on today's episode, we talk about Dr. Sleep. We did it everybody.
1: No. The
2: book. We are. Right. We are. The finally, book. We're finally doing ducks read together and Is it a that's, book? It's it, all. it's an experience. <laughs> so,
0: it, it is a book, but if I if I'm right, this movie is a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's The Shining yeah. that uses the plot line of the book, but it's not a sequel to the book.
2: Yes. Yeah, very good. It's we not go. as
0: fun as the book. I right. <laughs> like the kind of. I have you read the book? No. Okay. Yes. I read okay. the
3: sh- so I read The Shining. Right, yeah, I read The I, Shining. Uh, but I I didn't know that even Doctor Sleep was I didn't know Doctor Sleep was actually a book. Yeah. Is it a Steve is it a Stephen King yeah. pro so it's like nine thousand pages long? <sighs> I mean, with how long the film was, I assume that it's 9,000 pages for the first part, and then he does a series <laughs> of short stories for a little while about it, and then he does another 9,000-page novel to end it off with.
1: And then I assume the ending of the movie is better than the ending of the book. Yeah. As usually go. happens. Yeah.
2: That's uh, part of
3: it, chapter two. Uh... Sorry about yeah.
1: that.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. Do they, do they find a turtle? You no. haven't seen it? No, but you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's gone. Oh. It's gone to the ether.
3: It's pointed out that uh, uh, Richie, not Richie, uh, that the Bill, the writer's character, that his Stephen character King. can't finish. That every t- that every one of his stories has a bad ending. Stephen yeah. King. And, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the point. Like in the <laughs> film, we're all laughing at, at the point that they're saying this guy can't end the story, and it's obviously Stephen King as he's like pushing up his nerdy glasses and.
2: He clapped on a typewriter, right? Yeah. 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 <sighs>
3: Alright, okay, well Tummy knocking it away.
0: Uh, listeners, we just all saw Doctor Sleep and we the experience of a lifetime. Within hours. Yes, within hours.
2: Yeah. Uh, and so here, we are here talking everything about it. within hours? Within some amount of hours. Yeah,
3: everything's walking distance, Kylie. We're all we're all real impressed with the concept.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're This is Kylie's episode. <laughs> Let's her. I'm
0: sorry Kylie oh, It's okay Kylie
2: we... we didn't invite BJ and Megan To do a Halloween episode So we should invite them on to Dr. Sleep Worst decision of my life
3: <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to have a good podcast For an episode that's fine We get
0: one good podcast a year Kylie It's a little late this time though I
3: love your one good podcast a year <laughs> I listen to it the whole year through <laughs> And I adore it.
0: You're like, eventually I just start skipping through the times where Kylie, Josh, and
2: Megan talk,
0: but, you know, the rest of it's really solid. <laughs> that
3: BJ dude is incredibly insightful.
2: I could, I could just do that cut. <laughs> 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 BJ talking to himself for oh,
3: That's.
1: Th- uh, 30, 20 minutes? Would
3: anybody be confused? Like that would be exa- <laughs> what you expect. That
1: would be what plays in his head all the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Everybody's voice is
2: mine. It's like being John
1: Malkovich but yeah, yeah. everyone is just
2: BJ. Kylie, um,
0: uh, <laughs> hey, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I feel like maybe we have. Okay, But we have two guests that probably didn't talk about this on the podcast before. So my inquiry of the Half-Squared Fortnite is, what's the best Stephen King adaptation?
2: Well, I, yeah, I've answered this question
0: before. Okay, great. Before. Yes, okay, yeah. Oh, great. so you want you to... Want, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so I was like, I don't remember if we've answered this question or not before, but it was the only one that came to my head after this movie. So, uh, yeah, what's the best Stephen King adaptation?
3: Well, of course, the first thought is Maximum Overdrive. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's, <laughs> a, everybody's. That's not
2: an adaptation, though. He came up with that on his own.
3: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I... Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: The
0: other side of the table is really (laughs) aggressive right now. I like it when my joke was made.
3: Um, You can give your... I I have an answer.
1: I would say most... Just because it's what I watched most recently, but I really, really loved the new It chapters Mm -hmm. 1 and 2. But if we're looking at past stuff, I would say The Mist... Was one of my favorite adaptations, yep. but also perhaps because it had a different ending than what Stephen King wrote. It was so much different. It was so much better. So much <laughs> different. So much better than what he put in the book. Like the movie ending, just like above and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: So I really loved the um, Salem's Lot miniseries. Okay. I thought that was really fun. It was a, it's a fun vampire story, um, which I really liked. I also really liked. Um, I mean, it's not what we really like. Pet Sematary is my favorite theatrical Stephen King adaptation.
0: We I all love
3: really, Joel Edgerton,
2: right? I mean, really. He's not in that. It's Jason Clark. Oh,
1: dang it! But that's the new one. You're talking
3: about the old one. Yes, the old one. Yeah, I really, I really loved that. I also loved Pet Sematary too. Not a Stephen King adaptation. <laughs> but
2: with Edward Furlong. But it was Edward
3: Furlong. I watched it out of the side side window of my parents' van. At the drive in without the sound for it, and all I got to see was (laughs) Edward Furlong pet cemeterying it up.
0: That's the best way to watch a movie.
3: It was great. I was listening to the soundtrack to Drop Dead Fred, I believe, and. Actually, it was, the
0: first time I watched Casablanca, same exact way. Nice, like, through the, like, same drive-through and everything. Yeah, it was awesome. You're yeah. you're
3: busy watching. You were you first watched uh, Death Becomes Her, and yes. you're like, "This movie's a <laughs> This movie's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Still is great. And then Drop Dead Fred came on. And you're like, "Well, I'm just gonna watch Pet Cemetery yeah. Two or Casablanca." Yeah, Casablanca absolutely. out same the same
2: level now. of movie there.
3: Yeah, yeah, out of your your parents' van, your '79 Vanagon.
2: Yeah, I think Clancy Brown is also in that film. <laughs>
0: Hey, I know who Clancy Brown is now. Yeah, he's the.
3: <laughs> I won. He's the Kruger. <laughs> so I'll agree with Megan with it. Chapters one and two, I both, mm-hmm. I really enjoy those. But going back, Pet Cemetery is my favorite of. Nice. It's the one that I've watched the most, and I will continue to watch the yeah. most. Like I find Carrie to be dull. Christine is fine. <laughs> like, but Pet Cemetery is a good, and it has some good like stick with you. Stick with your times.
0: What about
3: Cujo? Cujo, okay. I never saw
1: Cujo. Uh-huh.
3: Um that was the first book report like full size book report I ever wrote (laughs) third grade my I was like I don't know what to read for this book report my dad's like here read this he tosses the book high in the air and then it slams down breaks the table it's so large like and the only thing I remember is that the dog had rabies and some dude pees on a bed just stands (laughs) there pees on the bed and they're like hey dog over there pee on the bed whatevs let's go yeah there we go Cujo
1: all right. I don't think I, don't think I need to read or there. watch the movie now. Sorry.
3: Yeah. What were you, yeah. what were your favorites Adaptation? Was it Cujo? Was it was no. the consensus <laughs> no, Cujo?
2: I don't know which one does it, but one of them the child dies, and the other one the child doesn't all die. All Stephen King films. No, Stephen Cujo. Kid dying. Oh, for Cujo. The
3: book he dies. The book
2: he dies. Okay, that's the one where it's like it's the mother's fault.
3: <laughs> yeah. And
2: then in the movie she gets a redemption. And I was like, wow, I guess we don't hate women as much. Um, yeah,
0: we
3: still do.
1: <laughs> oh, society. <laughs> what oh. are we going to
0: do about you?
3: So, not Cujo. <laughs> Gerald's <laughs> Apparently. game.
1: Gerald's game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fun.
2: Um, yeah, speaking of fighting. I again. mean, sorry, I'm going to debate uh, The Shining. No, <laughs> pretty, pretty good no Shining's one. good. I <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's Okay.
0: Um, My answer was probably, and it's still probably Stand By Me. Um, oh, yeah. Because, like, I'm yeah. just going to stand for the non-horror stuff because that's where I'm like, hey, you might have a tiny bit of thing to say when you're adapted into film. Um, But if I went with uh, horror films, I went with Carrie. Cause I okay. Really like
2: Carrie. It's really interesting yeah. that you do Stand By Me over... Shawshank Redemption?
0: Um, I just think that, like, Shawshank is
2: good. It's been a
0: bit since I've seen Shawshank, so I'd really have to maybe sit down and watch it, I
2: think. We should do it. We should, we should become the Losers Club, and that should be our new podcast. Uh, It's just reviewing (laughs) Stephen King adaptations Mm -hmm. and books. I agree. Hey, listeners. You can uh, get the Carrie... On tape, read to you by Sissy Spacek. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
3: I listen If
0: you want to uh, join the Losers Club podcast, Kylie's taking co-hosts. Uh, I'll guess some of you here and there, but you should, you know, uh, n- uh, a few, a couple. everyone, Every fourth one that happens on a teen weekend.
3: Kylie, I will Skype in for all of them. Like we live in the same area, but I'll Skype in for every one of them. You could
0: be in my house, and I will Skype in from the park.
3: I got Borderlands to go play in the back, or I'll go play. I'll go play a horror game. How about that? I'll play um, Alien Isolation or something, and then it's all jump scares. Therefore, while I'm playing it, I'll, I'm talking. And I'm like, ah, don't worry, it's just an alien. There you go. Yeah. It's not Stephen King. Exactly. Um, I we forgot about those adaptations but I, I'll stand by I stand by my Pet cemetery yeah, talk absolutely. however Stand By Me is amazing yeah. like and that's Shawshank a Redemption. really good film yeah. Shawshank Redemption Shawshank is, is like there, yeah. let's spotlight sweaty dudes that's all it is like Sweat was the main character in that film everybody was just dripping sweat constantly
2: I did not finish the Shawshank Redemption. Maybe you, you'll have to. However, there was a trivia round uh-huh. where he was telling us the names of songs on the score. And I was like, oh, they painted something on the Shawshank group. That must be this yep. one. Yeah. Was
3: that. That wasn't me, was it?
2: It was at our regular trivia. Yeah.
3: Is so, that me? Is that so me? Like I don't yes. know. It's, I don't. So, hey, if you was, folks do trivia other places, no, I don't
2: know. No, it was. I don't. Remember,
0: I think you were there, but the round was. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and you were there. And you, you were there. there. Um, it was. Um, it was one of the like now or later rounds, and you read like three songs, and then we could turn it in. And oh. then it was two more later that kinda of, that were the good you're
3: songs. Absolutely right. Yeah. That's i I've done and now I've done several of those. Yes. But they're yeah. almost always, um yeah, I guess they're all musical. Never mind. It's yeah. we nailed this. This is yeah, this is did. amazing.
0: It was it was specifically like it was like names of score songs and like the last two were always like I think one of them was like Hedwig's
2: theme, and you're like, okay. Oh yeah. It's like like Harry Potter, was Titanic, and it was like <laughs> and Jack and Rose. <laughs> yeah. like Jack yeah. and Rose
3: hit a ti- hit an iceberg. <laughs> We're king of the
2: world. <laughs> my heart will go on. You know, I, my I, heart will go on. Overture, or something. James like that. Cameron's Lullaby. Great, yeah. For sure. Avatar. Yeah. Avatar. Corona two.
0: Yeah. Don't worry.
3: Confirmed.
2: Brana
0: Avatar Brana will be
3: on three double D. Yeah.
2: Just in case you wanted to know. So will the White Wilderness. So will the White Wilderness. <laughs> Here we go, everyone. We can watch the genocide of Lemmings.
0: Kylie is really excited for this uh, movie called The White Wilderness that is going to be on Disney Plus, which is like one of their like 60s or 70s nature docs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, apparently they just straight up kill Lemmings. Is that
3: where the memory. SNES game Lemmings came from? Was imagine. that that concept? Because I know yeah. that Lemmings don't. Actually, just fall off cliffs all the time.
2: However, it gave me my favorite term, which is frivol- frivolous lemmings. But now it doesn't work because it's false.
1: No.
3: You're welcome. I just, I, <laughs> dude, I live my life off of crushing dreams, and I will continue <laughs> to do so. I I get paid four hundred and twenty dollars a month to crush people's dreams. There you go. It's huh. that's my that's the rough what I get paid for. Geeks who drink every month. Right. Like, it's about I was 420 like, or so. I was like,
2: which, also, which one?
3: 420. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, that's, listen. That's uh, the sex number. Right? This is sorry. Yeah, that's it the sex number.
0: <laughs> that's when you bring that other conversation okay. back in. When okay. are we
3: gonna start? Yeah. When are we gonna start recording? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh,
0: we've been recording since yesterday, actually. You know, uh, so. uh, Good timing.
3: So can we talk? I, I would. I, am, <laughs> I would I'm like to
2: talk about this movie.
3: <laughs> I would, and I would like to, yes. but I no, but I want to. I want to hear what some. Because I have some, I have a multitude of thoughts that I have begun like sort of vomiting at Megan um, over yeah. the since the couple hours since we've seen this film. But I want to hear some other ideas before I
0: yeah. So uh, start vomiting lizards, on you as we um, as we go through the process. As you know, as you may or may not know, uh, since it's a new movie, we're gonna do a spoiler-free <clears throat> section and then a spoiler section. We will. Announce when we were doing the spoiler section, so no worries. Um, If you want to say truly unspoiled, you should be one of the seven people who've seen this movie this weekend. Uh, And uh,
3: there were four other people who saw the film with us, so let's Um, move that up to nine. Okay, nine.
0: We, I mean, we had a good dozen in our theater on Saturday night, and like one person came in. I don't know, five minutes after the movie started. Ann and I are at the bar. (laughs) Dude sits one seat away from me, yeah. and there's like I said, a dozen people in this theater. Oh yeah. So we get up and move, and this is not even the first time this happened. We get up and move, and we just want to be able to, to like be comfortable and like talk if we want to a little bit. Um, and dude moves right into the seats where we were sitting, and I was like, "Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're a gem." I have trolled
3: people at AMC in that exact same manner. And I know that's the theater you saw in. I have done that exact same thing. My buddy and I, we show up and we sit on either side of a couple of people. And it's because the only people that are in there. And we sit on either side of them. And it's just terrible. Well, what
2: I always love when uh. they ask me are any of the seats taken. And I say, oh, I sit these three. And then they sit. You know, three away. They don't even give the other person a puffer seat, and I'm like,
3: oh. I'm sorry. We're looking for a seat. Like, is this? Are these? Are these taken? <laughs>
0: Every single seat that I'm not in, taken. So yeah, I bought all the tickets. I bought all. Of them. Why are you here?
3: Yes. In fact, they're gonna boot you out because they know that I bought all these tickets. But we know <laughs>
0: people by name at AMC, so. <laughs> we do actually. It's all right. Yeah. Um. All right. So yes. Uh. So spoiler-free <laughs>
2: thoughts on Doctor Sleep. I stayed awake. That I was gonna... good, that was a goal, I did it. Okay, so I you was did? really excited to yeah. see a Mike Flanagan film in theater because I hadn't seen one since Oculus, because Josh wouldn't go see Ouija Origin of Evil with me. I said I would. <laughs> and then you never did. And we just never did didn't figure out the time. And so <laughs> I was like, well he's he's been working on Netflix, but what if I go to a theater and see him? And then there it was. And as the movie started, I was like, wow, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this movie.
0: Well, and Ewan is also, like, one of your guys, too. Oh, well, yeah. So, like... He,
2: wh- I grew, grew up with him, yeah. starting with Train Spotting, and then, of course, the prequels, and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I had a great time. <laughs> I was just... As everything was happening, I was like, wow... <laughs> What an amazing experience I could have watching this film. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so happy afterwards. <laughs> uh.
3: I'm glad that we get this, uh, that it's going to sound like Megan and I are the only people who watch the film. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm being sincere. <laughs> yeah. um, the, uh, I thought that the beginning was a lot of table setting and I was like, ooh ooh, this is a big table you gotta set here. And then when he was done with that, I was like, ah, oh, I'm having a great time! And then we get to the ending, and I was like, ah, oh, well, it's still pretty okay! And then the film ended, and here we all are.
1: <laughs> I
0: have the exact 45 minutes I could cut out of this movie to make it worth watching. No worries. We'll get there. This oh. movie was too long. It was too was.
3: It was too long. <laughs> uh i i am i am I'll, I'll i'll start off with actual thought i yeah. i enjoyed it uh yeah. also i feel like and i i recognize this at least i recognize this concept early on i was like if they added a joke about every eight minutes or so then this was neil gaiman's version of <laughs> the shining because yeah. it was it it really felt like neil gaiman wrote this and then it was edited by joe hill like they had a lot of their thematic elements the way that they like to tell their stories i felt like that was sort of the direction that they sort of took with it where it really did not feel like a stephen king story except for the concept of killing kids
2: um stephen king in a lot of like a lot of horror or hard to or horror and darker things like the idea still is like but we don't we don't harm children and i think stephen king is like mm, the world is brutal like bad things still happen and i don't think that he's a i don't think he's afraid to shy away from that which no. i mean like even which, yeah even after like he had his own similar something happened before pet cemetery came like he wrote that and i don't know if his kid got hit by a car i don't know the real story but he still wrote pet cemetery and released it even though it was like something
3: similar He's dealing with the loss of
2: one of his children. It don't turns out, really out that Joe Hill is a ghost. Yeah. yeah. He's with a ghost. Nosferatu,
3: and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's sixth-sensed this whole thing.
2: When you said Joe Hill, I was like, is that King's son? Yes. And yeah. then I was like, I, was like oh, I don't want to look that up right now, but I, that... That sounded familiar.
3: I really like his work. I really like his writing. I like the the adaptations that they've done from his work. I've really enjoyed Joe Hill's stuff. Well,
2: I got into Joe so, Hill through Lock and Key, which is yeah. Like- yeah Same. Yeah, I have. I have, yeah.
3: I have the. I have mm-hmm. more Lovecraft. They're Lovecraft comics, basically. Mm-hmm. If Lovecraft knew how to write well, <laughs> if Lovecraft could write good, <laughs> <Fair> <laughs>
2: then we would remember who he is.
3: Um, so. <laughs>
0: Sorry, gotta be in the room for all the
3: jokes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate, I, I appreciated the film for, for that sense. It was in, intensely long. I, I prefaced Josh and Kylie on this one, and, or no, actually it was Anne, it was with us, because yeah. Kylie had not shown up because she ditched me this last week at Quiz. So, um, yeah, I'm just taking that, taking that over right there.
2: Oh, I've also read this book. Like I, okay, I somebody read has read book. this book. Okay. Didn't okay. know it was a book. Um, this is the probably the biggest deal step, like like big deals, in like society kind of cared. Book of his, um, in a really long time because Stephen King puts out a thousand books a. It's a, like a, a book day. a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clickety clack, clickety clack, clickety. Which is
3: weird because yeah. they're all three thousand pages long.
2: <laughs> they're all the same. Yeah. And Doctor Sleep. Um, was such a big deal Because he's like Stephen King Gonna write a sequel to The Shining And we all <coughs> Collectively went Uh huh
3: Good timing <laughs> okay. When
2: did
0: Dr. Sleep Come out as a book?
2: I want to say 2011 Okay Let me get you The exact date That you guys
1: can Continue talking to. Um
0: but,
2: Yeah So
0: Megan what are, what are your thoughts? You have not voiced any thoughts yet
1: I enjoyed it I did think it was too long, but any movie that's over two hours long I think is automatically too long. Like, get it together. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> but I still really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the tale. I really enjoyed the um, cinematography in it. Like, as I was watching it, I thought, this movie reminds me a lot of Oculus. That's weird. Like, why does this remind me of Oculus so much? And then we got out of the movie, I looked up at the director, I was like, oh, it's the director of Oculus. Okay, yeah, that makes sense, no. yeah.
3: I would like to point out, though, just, I mean, I, I, I love what you've said there, but allow me to bring it back to me (laughs) for just a moment.
1: 2013. Okay.
3: This, we had, after we watched this film, we both said, oh, this film was done by Michael Flanagan. On Thursday, Josh and I, and Anne and I had a conversation of me saying, hey, who's Michael Flanagan? What does he do? (laughs) What films did he do? And we did that the week before when we first started talking about this. Mm -hmm. And I had that exact same conversation and they told me the exact same films and then as you and I left the film and I'm like oh yeah it was a Michael Flanagan film he did the screenplay and you said what else did he do and I go I don't know I've never had this conversation with anybody nobody's ever told me what Michael Flanagan has ever done let's look it up oh Gerald's Game oh yeah I really like that film Oculus I love that show I've never had this conversation before
2: in, in April we had a conversation about Mike Flanagan because it was the five year
1: anniversary
3: four times and we that conversation was three weeks long so I'm just gonna say that was a three time we talked about that.
1: I am not surprised at all by that. <laughs>
2: My Because I Memorable. remember you, you, yeah. told, you talked about Hush and you were like, yeah, with Hush, like, I understand how houses work and I was like, well, I don't understand how houses work.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's like, just look. That was that was my response. <laughs> my response yeah, to Hush true. was look. Yeah,
1: turn your head a little bit. Like you
3: are the worst. I know a lot of blind people or deaf people. Like I know. I actually I know a good amount of blind and deaf people. But they're looking around.
0: So what you're saying is that eighty nine Batman is screwed in the movie Hush.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, it's. Uh, Val Kilmer would be even Batman worse? Forever when oh, he no. points because he points it out that he can't move his, oh, that he can't move even his head.
2: Worse, <sighs> I I understand Batman. I just don't want to. I just don't want this conversation to continue. <laughs> Change the subject then. Um, yeah. So Mike Flanagan is someone who <laughs> whose whole career I've seen and am a fan of and. I've heard him on podcasts, and he seems like a nice guy because he collects all these actors, and then he brings them back over and over again. And they'll never truly leave.
0: Well, uh, there was one who you (laughs) said was his, like...
2: The one that got away! The one that got away,
0: but no worries. He came back in this film. He did. Jacob Tremblay.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, God, he was so good in this movie. Because Jacob Tremblay is in Before I Wake, which is, like, Mm -hmm. a a semi-horror film that has an interesting release. And... To the point where, when it was originally made, the credits say, and introducing Jacob Tremblay.
1: What? No.
2: And, the, well, no, it was before Room, but it wasn't released until, like, oh. two or three years ago. Okay. Yeah. And so Room had, we, the Tremblasons is full in
1: full force. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is such a good actor. Yeah. Like, oh, his yeah. scene in this movie, like, he wasn't in very long. Spoiler, I guess. You're fine. But... Yeah. God, he was just so good
3: at it. Allow me to allow me to seamlessly weave in my thoughts as if I knew who <laughs> Jacob Tremblay was until go. 15 seconds ago when <laughs> I looked <that laughs> up. Homeboy, like I, he did a great Danny Torrance. <laughs> I feel like all he the, was not Danny Torrance. Wasn't he? He but was a baseball he, boy. He still did a great Danny Torrance. <laughs>
2: Being a That's young what kid he who's needed horrified. to yeah, <laughs> yeah, the
3: scared kid. That was all Danny Torrance was was a scared kid who also made a little weird
2: voice with his face. Well, he didn't know he was in a horror film. He <laughs> that... thought he was in a trauma for the longest time because Kubrick was nice to the child. The
0: <laughs> one actor he was nice to Not a pretty, pretty sure. monster. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he
2: was pretty nice to Jack Nicholson.
0: He might have been afraid of Jack Yeah, because Nicholson was gonna say that with the axe, being like, what's next, Stanley? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can you do that scene again? It was fine the first time.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Camera's broke. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, Doctor Sleep is a movie that... Okay, so, Mike Flanagan, we're talking about him. Uh, I don't actually... Did he write the screenplay also? It's yes.
3: He's billed as writing the screenplay. Oh,
0: then I do have some issues with Mike, Mike Flanagan. I don't have any issues with Mike Flanagan director. I actually thought the movie was directed really well. I like, as you were saying, the cinematography is really well. Um, it's edited really well. It's shot really well. The performances are, are, for the most part, really solid. Yeah. Um, I don't like the script. I think it's nonsense. To me, to me, makes no sense. Don't understand what happened in this movie. A lick. Like, you're expanding this world that was... That is The Shining. And you're trying to be like, now there are more people that shine. And they're kind of like, they have this power over here. They need to eat the mist of this person. Steam. Uh, Steam, so sorry. (laughs) And we're going to fall through the The earth. The mist is what's around them. And then, like, we're just like, I just, I was great. Cool. Why? What is happening?
2: And, and, like,
0: I was confused for most of this movie. And, yeah.
2: Post- Gerald's Game, because, like, he always talked about how Gerald's Game was, like, this thing that he has wanted to make for years, and he's he's planted it out in his mind how he would make it. After that, they're like, oh, let's throw him another popular Stephen King adaptation. Here you go. Yeah. He made this film pretty quick after it was announced.
0: Well, and I will say with that, too, it does seem, and you had said, too, that, like, they had been trying to make this and it had been a hard book to adapt mm-hmm. into a movie. And it seems really clear. There's a lot of things going on mm-hmm. in the film. There's a lot of things with the structure of the film that I I personally was like, this is where finding a good movie in here I think is possible. For me, I don't, there's so much introduced at the beginning that becomes inconsequential or pointless uh, by the end of the movie. And so we kind of have three main characters that we follow. We follow... Dan um, Torrance we Rose follow, the Hat uh, Rose the Hat and Abra this girl who lives in New Hampshire not Maine everybody it's not Maine it's so very different yeah, very different
3: <laughs> Derry New Hampshire
0: uh, yeah exactly <laughs> um, and I was like okay so for me I Dan Torrance is boring And at the moment, not to spoil what the the plotline is, the moment he shows up on screen, I know exactly where he's ending. Like, I know the journey, I know the arc. I don't really even care about him at this point, which makes uh, Rose the Hat and uh, uh, Abra the more interesting characters of the film to me. And so a lot of this table setting with um, Danny Torrance, I don't need, don't care, I get it. Like, you... In trailer, not in trailer. I don't really know. I don't think I saw one. He's a drunk. Everybody, you just did, like his Josh. Father. We
1: saw it
2: so many times, and every time you said it, yeah. it's an experience, Kylie. It is
0: an experience, Kylie. There we go. I don't know. He's a drunk. So great, cool, perfect. Um, and then he gets some help. Awesome, great, fine. Um, but the other characters to me are the ones that actually have growth and change and in interest in them. Um, so that's for me where I struggle with this movie. It's just because. I don't care. I don't care about anything that's happening to anybody mm-hmm. in this movie. Um and that was that was that was that was a problem for me. Nor was it spooky. You said that like the child didn't know that he was in a horror movie in The Shining. I wish these people didn't know they were in a horror movie. This might have been better.
3: <laughs> I also say that it was not. It was not. It was it the the scares like not just not just the concept of um jump scares and whatnot i've we've we've been on this long enough to know that i'm not a huge fan of jump scares i i enjoy a good slow burn horror Uh i i like shining i like I, i i enjoy that style the the tension that's built up now they there were so many pieces where they tried to incorporate that into it but i felt like they they uh spent so much time as you said the tape the table setting but also just this Large body of a concept which came from like one Dick Halloran mention in the first Shining where it's like oh yeah and there are other people who shine, cool. Yeah. But- and uh, now we have now we have this whole big catalog of other people apparently. Um, I'm into that and that's where I kind of take this into the why I said that it felt like it was a Neil Gaiman story yeah. basically because it was this. It's basically uh, Birds of Prey was a was a big Neil Gaiman sort of piece where it's a lot of uh, a lot of anti-hero groups or uh, villainous groups right. basically like the beginning of Sandman was full of this sort of concept so it yeah. sort of brought me into that uh, as we were watching it and that was where I sort of started I was really getting into this kind yeah. I was like oh man this is gonna be this is where I, I'm enjoying this I'm liking this this army
0: I guess where I was going with it when I was trying to sorry if you wouldn't you could totally go okay um, what well, I was trying to end last night about like what I was understanding was like the rules of the universe in general Um, And I was comparing it to to the X-Men. I understand that the X-Men is a big, broad, giant universe. But within that, they have this concept of, like, a mutant. We know how the mutant gets their powers. We know when it comes out. We know everything it does. We may not know everything about how it can manifest in each and every single mutant or each and every single person. Here, I know nothing. Like and that was a fr- and because the story itself wasn't grasping me enough to be like yeah I was just like what are the rules why is this happening sure well,
2: that's the real issue of this adaptation of Stephen King because this is the point in Stephen King's career where every book in Stephen King's bookology is all thank you is all connected to the point of like oh well, there's psychic people in my Stephen King world and therefore you should understand it. And I don't think that that was adapted very well. Mm -hmm. I think that the issue with Dr. Sleep as an adaptation is that because we have the Shining movie that's so far out from the Stephen King universe and we have Dr. Sleep that is so far in that... It seemed like Mac Mike, Mike Flanagan really struggled to get mm-hmm. it from here to here and make them meet in the middle. I agree with that. And yeah. so, yeah. when all the psychic people are going and doing their thing, it's like, well, yeah, if I've read enough of these. I understand what's happening. Like, they they don't all have the same Danny Torrance rules because the world is filled with psychic children left and right. And so, duh, that's what. I think that that's one of the things that this film that fails with. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
3: I thought that um, by by bringing it, like they brought in a bunch of, like they added in, I'll, I'll agree with that for sure. That if you, if you don't understand Steve, the rules of Stephen King's world, you're not going yeah. to... This won't make this smoke won't make a lot of sense, and it even if you did, it may not it may not bring in enough of yeah. what you're using for. And we have a we have Castle Rock. That's if you want to see something where they built an entire world around nothing but Stephen King okay. concepts. We have that, we and have this the was Red
2: a power movie too. was yeah, the same thing. And
3: this is an, and well, I did enjoy it. It was a bit of a feeling of. Um, it's uh Sex in the City 2, Sex in the Desert sort of. <laughs> All we're doing is trying to spend time with the characters yes. again for a little bit, and then bring in somebody else. And I, I felt like the 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 uh, what's her name, uh, Abra. Mm-hmm. First off, worst name. Like you could not get yeah. a more. But it's, it's
1: like you... Abra because she loved magic. You named <laughs> a child after a Pokemon.
2: Why? Abra? I well, my do. My
0: dog was named Abra, so that's what I can
3: think about. That, and that's see, and that's chill. My my thought as soon as they gave that name, I was like, well, oh, psychic yeah, no. children.
0: <laughs> She's magic. Yeah, that
3: was the and that was the concept, and she had no, she had a. A good amount of dialogue but not a single bit of it connected to the sentence that she said before it i feel like she was such a chameleon of a character that she was forced to reshape all the way through that film like how she was who she would be and why she was doing anything was sort of shaped around it and i feel like she may have yeah i don't
2: Well, she really, uh... I almost spoiled. She, oh, wait, I almost spoiled. Spoilers. Okay, (laughs) wait,
0: does anybody have any final non-spoiler thoughts before we jump into spoilers? No. Alright. Spoilers, 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 spoilers! Turn it off now if you don't want spoilers!
1: Spoilers,
2: spoilers, spoilers, spoilers! We're gonna spoil the movie now!
3: Hey, spoilers, let's go!
2: She was really out for blood by the end of that She was. Yeah,
1: like, when all the people were dying, she's, like, crouched down, like, staring at them as they're turning into dust or steam or whatever. I was hoping
3: that she would become... She would be Abra the hat. Yeah.
1: (laughs)
0: Picks up the hat? Uh,
3: Yeah. Also, Uh, dub TF on this hat thing. Like, it was a big point at the beginning and at the three-quarter mark, and then <laughs> not down. I
0: realized I was just the person that was like, what are the rules? But I was like, that hat's cool. I don't even care. You <laughs> <laughs> win. Good job. Cool hat. Uh, I came into this movie like Rebecca Ferguson, not my favorite actor of all time, uh, but I uh, came out of this movie like she was like the star of this movie. Rose the Hat killed her. Uh yeah. It was anytime she was on screen, I was more engaged. I was more connected with the movie. Um, and it's because, it, in some ways, yes, it did not explain the relevance of the hat, like that. That's it, fine. She you know had a purpose
2: and motive. She had a
0: purpose and a motive, and I actually understood mm. why, how her powers worked, what she wanted to do, and what she was going for. And so that, to me, like grounded all of that in, and made the what the the heart of the story, the center of the story, ended up being Abra versus Rose, mm-hmm. and then white guy over here. So, like, <laughs> cool story, man. But like, um, and so that's where my my attention span was was with these two characters, um, and so yeah, no, yeah. for
3: hat. being and for being a horror film, and I'll I'll bring that horror films are very big on motion, on paying attention to a character's sort of how they react to their own world, uh-huh. like as they as they change and as they go, the physicality is mm-hmm. huge. I thought her the way the physicality she brought to the role as she's on. Top of the bus, and mm-hmm. she's like spread legged, like just like as she leans forward to chat with the crow. Yeah. There, that was it. Was the symbolism the the way that it was brought together? She did kill like those pieces, killed it. Yeah. I really really enjoyed her 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 motion the the physicality she brought to it. I thought she played it out really nicely. Uh,
2: agreed. Uh. There's a cat.
1: <laughs> best my acting, best, you casting.
3: My best casting best in the cast, entire yes. film.
1: Oh, that was oh, like the perfect oh, cat to get the cat his with her the her
3: smile. Back. <laughs> the smiling cat that's like, um, give me your soul.
0: I'm just imagining when Kylie's editing this episode, she's just going to see a little line of a quiet and then a small spike. And then like... <laughs> brr, brr, the, cat, cat, the cat, the <laughs> cat, the cat. About a again.
3: That cat was great. I was, I was way was it.
0: I leaned over to Anne and I was like, this cat dies, I'm leaving. Just so we all know. <laughs> just
3: so everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, Oh, on a Stephen King point, uh, Stephen King goes out of his way to not save the cat. Mm-hmm. Like, and we understand with this, like, I'm sure this yes. is a con- concept we've talked about many a time. Uh, Stephen King loves going out of his way, like he, instead of in uh, Desperation, also a Michael Flanagan film, uh, but in the book he did, uh, he like crucifies a dog immediately in the book when well when he should be saving the cat he crucifies the dog so i mean he goes out of his way to like to to askew those
2: not mike flanagan it's mick garris is it mick garris Mm -hmm. okay
3: well mick garris did some fantastic stuff (laughs) mick garris did uh that's american werewolf in london yeah no no, what?
2: That's Landis. Uh, that's Landis, yeah. Yes, it's yeah. Landis, John Landis. Mick Garris, um, t- *The Stand* miniseries, and some other things. Killer.
3: No, he did. Well, he did an episode of *Uh*, um, *Uh*, uh *Master of*, War. of that I actually really
2: Sleepwalkers, enjoyed. *Sleepwalkers*, *Hocus Pocus*, *Critters 2*. *Hocus Pocus*, come on. First up, yeah. Hands up. Wait, wait, up.
0: wait. What? As in, like Disney's *Hocus Pocus*? Mm-hmm. Da. Okay, great. He's a
2: very okay. nice man. He okay. has a um. He's a podcast that I listen to. Um, he was, know, he was the one that a... was
0: like, hey, Gary Marshall, I need someone to play your wife. <laughs> your sister? <laughs> Great, come on over. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, okay, perfect.
2: Just a very sweet mannered man. All right, um, doubling back to
0: Dr. Sleep. Um, so mm. there was a character that was introduced at the beginning of the movie who I only remember her name as Blonde Girl. Um you'll be 15 for Oh,
3: I uh, yeah yeah I yeah. Um
1: Snakebite um, Andy. Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. There you go. The yeah. pusher. Uh the pusher and I this is part of my frustration is because like, the opening scene that she's in I'm actually I was like, okay, this is an interesting scene. I like that we're like seeing somebody that's new into the group and like mm-hmm. that we're seeing how the recruiting happens. Like, cool, I'm really into it. And then by the time we get to the character's end of in the film, it's thoroughly unimportant. Like it's like her purpose is to kill a side character, and she's never and she's never like made useful in any way other than just to be another one of the gang and to be like this is the new person that we explain all the information to so the audience can know things. Mm-hmm. It's all really frustrating. And the other thing that I was like really frustrated about with this character um was so literally she's seen at the beginning like trapping dudes who are trying to prey on young children. And
3: this is the sixth one, as it's pointed out. So she's like,
0: actual to catch a predator. Mm -hmm. And then one of her other major scenes is, hey, small child, get in this van with me. (laughs) And I'm like, no! Like, what are you trying to do and say with this character? Like... It was just very frustrating that like, those two things were juxtaposed against each other in this movie. I would have almost completely just chopped out that whole plot. I I, yeah. I feel like yeah. she should
3: have been. She was hard-candying these people, uh-huh. and then she was the hard-candy.
2: Um, Can I say something positive about this film? Yes, you can. Think.
3: Yeah, because this side's been saying all kinds of <laughs> yeah, positive we, we things. This. Oh,
2: so... I did, too. I'm just mostly saying, hi, I'm loud. Um Sorry. This, Hey, me, too. This <laughs> is... Probably the most diverse Stephen King adaptation that has existed in the world, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, 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 I did
0: appreciate the casting of the movie as well. With mm-hmm. that, um,
2: and everybody did, and everybody was really good in the movie. Like, because yeah. we have we have Kylie, we have Cliff Curtis, we have oh Cliff, well, some other people. <laughs> uh,
0: Henry the, Thomas, the
3: Thomas yeah. Henry, Henry Thomas, Henry
2: Thomas. We brought. Is
0: that the guy that plays Get My Crothers character?
3: No, No, he he, played Jack... Jack Nicholson, not Jack Nicholas, as we've said, as has been mentioned over and over again. He a golfer,
2: apparently. Yes. (laughs) Uh, That's true story. Carl Lumbly is Dick Holleran. Okay. Um, Yeah, Harry Thomas played uh, Jack Torrance. Crow is a Native American actor. Yeah, Crow Daddy, there you go, yeah. Zane.
3: Mm-hmm. I enjoyed him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I
2: We oh. brought back Br- Bruce Greenwood for a hot second, and I was like, Bruce. Also,
0: I lost my mind because I was like, it's Lurch. It's Lurch. Lurch is here. Lurch is here. <laughs> and it's like he's in Twin Peaks too. I was like, yeah. But Lurch is here. Lurch is good. Yeah. Uh, he's the, the. He plays Grandpa. You dies rang? too soon. Uh, and he's the butler in the yeah, Adams family.
3: Grandpa dies first.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait. What's Lurch from? Yeah, I'm, just I'm oh, sorry. i Okay. Yeah. Well, I like That's where I lost to you. I'm sorry.
3: I like Henry Thomas in there. I I have enjoyed him as an actor for a very long time. We went back through his First off, I I I had to argue that he's uh the second greatest part of the film Suicide Kings okay. um, because he's the spoiler alert I know we're in the spoiler section but also spoiler for Suicide Kings <laughs> he's the boyfriend of the chick who like made the whole thing occur mm-hmm. like that's that guy he he seemed kind of like a big wuss also looking at his films and TV credits he's in every Stephen King thing since he's been alive yeah. like they yeah. he's and also E.T. which is less of a Stephen King story but you know He's part of the Flanagan
2: Brigade because he's also in the Haunting Hill House Yeah, yeah 1 and 2. I
0: was just, okay, so I, like we, him. I was alone on this island, but I was like, as soon as I was like, great, we're gonna go back to the Overlook. We know we're going back to the Overlook. We've started talking about Danny Torrance having father issues still. Like, yes. Yes. All right, I get it. Like we got, we got one cast member of this movie that we could theoretically actually bring back. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, everybody. He's 82 years old. It's fine. Nope.
3: No, and sorry. then it is no, Avery no. from Suicide Kings. You're yeah. like, <laughs> and it's the wuss from Suicide Kings and doing it, this.
0: I, I don't know. For me, it just. Like, I like him. I didn't really appreciate or care for any of the recreation of the original Shining stuff, and only just because, like, it's so specific. No knock on Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan, good director. Mike Flanagan, not Stanley Kubrick, you know? And, like, it was just, like, it's kind of a bold move to just be like, nope, I got this. I'll recreate some of these shots. Well,
2: I think one of the reasons why is because he had to do that table setting at the beginning.
0: Yeah.
2: Sorry, let me rephrase that. He did the table setting at the beginning. And... Because he needed a Wendy there, he probably didn't want to have a Wendy and then also Shelley Duvall Wendy. Correct. Um, and I feel that that's why he did it. And I think that when he does recreate those shots, he does it very briefly because I think he doesn't. I don't think he's like, I'm as good as Stanley Kubrick. I'll do that. I well, think except he's like for
0: the tricycle shot.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: but, that was that's true. Yeah, um, um, but for the most part, I agree with you. He does do some of the iconic ones: the 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 tricycle shot he does, the through the door
2: one he does. Pretty, um, but that one's pretty short. It is
0: um, the over the driving to the overlook from the top down view is there. The mm-hmm. maze pullout is there. Mm-hmm. Um, Which the, I did love. I,
3: yeah. I did love the maze pull like that yeah. maze pullout like.
2: I had to be reminded what a terrible maze or no it's a great maze what a terrible fate it would be to be in that maze yeah I just
3: wanted to see it again I just I enjoyed that visual I think that visual is good and it's hard to it's hard to mess yeah. it up like yeah, he yeah, did yeah. a good he did a good job with that
1: yeah I think he had just work. enough touches to call back to The Shining yeah. he didn't like and th- I felt like they all felt pretty organic to the movie he mm-hmm. wasn't just kind of jamming them in the there the one that and I like
2: is the one that's jammed the most I think. yeah because it's
1: like that's one of the most iconic things from that mm-hmm. it's the easiest yeah. thing to remember from The Shining
0: and that one felt really story motivated though like it made mm-hmm. sense to me why that one was there my favorite one was actually one that he didn't call a lot of attention to um and it's the scene where uh ewan McGregor goes to talk to the guy who runs the hospice um Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood, yeah yes sorry Gerald himself <laughs> uh that and character. that's actually a recreation of the office of the shining where Jack Nicholson first gets the job there and it's shot really similarly and it's framed really similarly but f- what worked for me about that callback is, like, it just didn't call itself out. It wasn't like, sure. we're the Shining! <laughs> Spirit Sorry. fingers!
3: Um, I I did love the after the credits line where they did point out that uh, not only was this the Shining that was going on, but that we should all be terrified of the shining happened. Is there
0: a post credit scene I didn't stay no I was just oh, making okay. that Absolutely. up I was just <laughs> making it <laughs> making AMC a quick... did the thing where they didn't bring the lights up ever on this, and we were leaving <laughs> um, and usually they don't bring
2: the lights up because there's a post credit scene mm-hmm. as I well no I'm gonna say something okay. AMC usually doesn't bring the lights up because they're terrible it's either that or they bring it up in the last
0: like two minutes of the movie <laughs> it's one or two of those options yeah
3: I remember uh, why I was bringing up the post credit scene. It's because they did do the homage to the Stanley Kubrick where they showed them faking the moon landing but also okay. on the moon. Mm-hmm. Like so it was that's post credit scene. Sorry, spoiler alert. I know we're in the spoiler area. That's like that's a Super that's a spoiler. Well, yeah, that's like a reality spoilers.
2: Well, I think that that's why the middle portion worked better for me than the ending is because he wasn't calling to The Shining. Like, he was Mm -hmm. just kind of like, "Uh, Danny has dad issues, uh, (laughs) but this girl!
3: (laughs) Well, it was a perfect homage to Stephen King in the sense that it didn't have an ending.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) the ending of this movie, because Anne was talking about this, um, the ending of this movie is the ending of The Shining. Yeah. Um, to where the world oh, blows up and, and burns down and all that stuff because that's how the Shining book ends, not the mm-hmm. Shining, Shining movie. Well,
3: that's mm-hmm. how the the, mm-hmm. the
2: Shining uh, TV miniseries ends. Stephen King's The Shining. <laughs> he was like, no,
3: sci-fi. The sci-fi channels Stephen King's The Shining,
0: starring uh, some guy from the Wings sitcom?
3: Starring Wings. Yeah. That's all I said is wings. starring Wings. Yeah. Not yeah. Paul McCartney and Wings, but Wings. <laughs> Just Wings. Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't hate his performance. Not
3: like I'm um, not, not imagining horrible.
2: this. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, that's where for me, like, if we just—I think I don't know if I said this—we just picked up with where the girl is in New Hampshire, nothing else, and just like Danny Torrance shows up as like, "Hi, I am already in AA." I'm like, "Cool, I understand your backstory instantly." And I would refined. have loved that, and yeah. then we're just rolling with the movie mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's why I was saying that, like, I think Flanagan somewhere in this is a good movie but somewhere along the way horror has been like i know what we need nearly 3 hour movies
3: oh hey now that tail that dovetails into the one thing i said that i would talk about oh, yes. is yeah, the yeah. fact that only the every time i've been on this podcast i have argued that movies should be shorter and horror movies should never be more than 100 minutes long 106 minutes tops <laughs> like, which one is
2: 106
3: which one uh 1 hour 46 minutes
0: oh no sorry i thought you were like there was like, yeah, one it movie like you were very no you it's not no, no 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 i'm just i'm just saying subject. like
3: <laughs> i know my brain and i know where time okay, is great. and i'm okay. like 146 106 minutes that's a killer time Dumb. like this, the the last three films that i saw this year i pretty sure this year but it chapter 2 Mm-hmm. Midsummer and this like they're all horror you can't see me like air quote horror films and they're all like they're like 4 hours long they're so long and we need to learn to edit films especially when we're trying to portray horror yeah. because you can't be scary for that long like it just it doesn't work and I the in this in Shining Part 2 uh, still doctor Sleeping, like it wasn't they couldn't maintain that horror And I I, I felt it was more of a a, a drama or um, a a bit they I, I had trouble recognizing a lot of the horror from Problemas. it. Mm-hmm. While they were while it had spooky pieces, mm-hmm. I would not argue this as I wouldn't put this in the blockbuster horror DVD section.
2: That's how I feel about The Shining, too. Same. I agree, though. The the Shining itself is more or less us watching Jack Torrance's descent into madness versus the abusive relationship he has with Wendy and the abusive relationship he has with his son. So it's a little bit more drama. And then Stanley Kubrick throws some horror elements, mostly at the back half, Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. With a few things here and there. But the more you watch The Shining, the less scary. I mean, like, yeah. it's, I'm not like, oh, yeah. well, this is spooky.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, I get yeah. terrified. Not, oh, not no, somewhere. the
0: elevator. Well, it was really like, <laughs> <so> <laughs> when, um, this being on my clinic and film, and I know that we've had conversations, and from what I've seen a little bit of him, like, he's also a director who's not super interested in, like, horror elements, and so for me I guess there was maybe a little bit of a mismanaged expectations there only in the sense of like for me this did seem like it was trying for some jump scares here and there especially where it was using the old ghosts of the Overlook Hotel especially when we were spending so much time in young Danny's life and like bathtub lady kept appearing and mm-hmm. like there kept being other people that were jumping out here and mm-hmm. there or like there's there there just felt like there was more traditional horror sequences wrapped up in this as well and and then to to do that with kubrick's character not kubrick uh, i was in kubrick's characters because it's not stephen king's training to Stephen king has the, said
2: it's not his yeah. Shining. Yeah. yeah do that with kubrick's not
3: my, sh- character, hashtag, not my hashtag, shining not my shining, not my
0: shining. <laughs> To do that with Kubrick's characters really felt like it was devaluing them, and this like look at them—they're spooky. They're like, ooh, we came out of the bathtub, and ooh, we're twins,
2: and ooh, I have a drink. Because we don't get to see how that re- how that actually affects Danny Torrance. Correct. Because like, I don't know. I was watching it, and I was like, so does Danny drink to avoid all of these ghosts? Because that was something that was also unclear—is if he is hiding his psychic powers and ignoring them or if when he's not sober if that's like pushing them away and so Mm -hmm. like that's his way to stop from shining thought that was the
3: paxel conversation that they had inside of that though
2: yeah it's unclear at times
3: they're just unclear except for the like eight seconds that they mentioned, well yeah. Paxel's not gonna help this out. First off, you have to know that Paxel is an SSRI that does this
2: specific <laughs> thing no
3: for that. Like
2: And then like it was also trying to make it seem like it was trying to do something with Tony. And every like when I watch The Shining, mm-hmm. I'm always like Tony's a good entity of some sort that is trying to protect Danny and Wendy at the end of The Shining. And mm-hmm. here, it was trying to make it seem like, the way I perceived it, is that he had a version of himself who he never met the way that Abra and Danny met, but who helped him in this moment. He now had to play the role of Danny, or of Tony. And I yes,
0: was... and I, I agree with you. That, that makes because, a lot of sense. Because I, I, I leaned over to Anna in the movie, and I was like, who's... Who's Tony? Like, I want to now know because like I thought Tony was like the little person that lived in his finger, or like he just called Tony's, the Tony, yeah. Tony. Tony's the guy who lives in his In his mouth, and he sorry. goes through his stomach. Um, to make it make more <laughs> sense to himself. He named it Tony, it's my friend and friend.
2: But now based on this movie In the book, he in the book he sees him. Right. Yeah. He's an actual like ghost. He's the
0: But the, he's not the, he's the shining. But which based is what... On this like, movie, I would say that I agreed with you that it seemed like, especially because there's a scene later in the film where Ewan McGregor is like, come on, Tony, I need your help. Come on, Tony, don't let me drink this bottle. Um, and, and,
2: and Dick and, Halloran was like, you owe a debt. And I was yeah. like...
0: So I was like, okay, so Tony yeah. was a person is what it sounded yeah. like to me in this movie. Um, I agreed with you on, on that, absolutely. Yeah,
3: I feel it. Agreed. <laughs> um, Hello, Mrs. Torrance. That was the best team name ever. That was I got. I told you that I got a lot of compliments in how I read your team name from that evening. They asked me if I was given that yeah. beforehand, and I read it out. I wish I had it right here so I could read it again. But I was told a couple times they're like, "Did you? Did they send you that team name before you read?" I was like, "No, I just like cold read that, and it was just sounded like I was read like turning a uh, record player backwards." It it worked out well. Uh, I think it was a month ago, listeners. Our team name was just we wrote our usual team name, but backwards. And I had to read it backwards, and it worked out really nicely. It's nice, <laughs> 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 oh, Yeah, it was. It was. It. <laughs> the the, no suit, the suit. The suit. Where I've
2: gotten to in Twin Peaks, <laughs> it just seems like a regular old murder, and then people are like supernatural, and I'm like, really? It gets there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this, that's one of those things where Lynch, like, took a mistake and then it's like, no, this is what my series is based on now. Because the first appearance of Bob in that show, mm-hmm. um, where he's in the mirror behind um, uh, Ray Weiss's wife, don't remember that character's name, um, Dead Girl's Mom. Uh, R. Not... Dub Do's.
2: I saw that. I saw someone in a mirror. Okay, so and that. And I pointed it out to Anne and she's like, oh!
0: <laughs> that is a production mistake because the guy who plays Bob was just a crew member, um, and then oh, David no, Lynch. No. David Lynch just went on a tear. He said, "No, we're gonna we're gonna justify this," and then the rest of Tim Twin Peaks became about that character. That's not a spoiler for Twin Peaks if you've not seen Twin Peaks. I haven't, and uh, you didn't spoil any of it because yeah. I haven't seen it. Um. <laughs> I don't know. We started agree, watching kind of. some of the new stuff. I don't know. David Lynch got really David Lynchy and we were like, cool cool story, bro.
3: Yeah, that's the way I feel about David Lynch. Yeah. Cool story, bro. Yeah. You made it. We appreciate you. Go direct more tool like music videos and that's yeah. it. Right. He didn't do them, but they look like it. They looked like his, looked like so, his
2: style. No, I'm trying to think like how much David Lynch have I seen and I've got one. And that's it.
0: Dune.
2: Oh, I've got two. <laughs> that was my Algy Smith, or whatever his name is.
0: <laughs> Alan Smithy. Alan Smithy. No oh Alan yeah. David Lynch <laughs> took his name off of Dune. Oh yeah. No. Director's mm-hmm. cut. Yeah. All right. Uh, seems like we may be uh, running a little bit out of steam on Doctor Sleep, so no! we
2: should because there's not as much steam in the world. Ah. Ah.
1: Well, we uh, could purify it so, through pain.
0: Uh, anybody <laughs> have final thoughts? On Doctor Sleep.
2: Well, it was really good to be there at the beginning of Mike Flanagan's career, and I'm really glad to be here at the end it's of it. <laughs> the end.
0: Mike Flanagan will get another movie.
2: Mike Flanagan will return <laughs> in adventures.
3: I say watch, watch it on Netflix when it comes out. Yeah. And just enjoy it for what it is. For a film where it go and go go and sex the and cities to The Shining. Just go spend time with the characters again and you're gonna, if you enjoyed that, you can enjoy spending some time with yeah. them. If that's if that's all you need. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the thematic elements of it. Like, as, as fans, as horror fans, whatever, I enjoyed watching it and I think you'll watch, you'll enjoy it if you don't have to watch it as one single setting and you can do other things as it's kind of occurring.
1: Yeah. Just don't think too much about it as you're yeah. watching it. And it's fun. Basically,
3: don't Josh and Kylie it and and <laughs> BJ and Megan it. I
1: fun. Yeah. I sat alone and, and thought, don't wow. Don't Josh it.
3: Don't Josh it.
0: <laughs> I didn't fall asleep.
3: It's thumbs go. up for that, for sure.
2: I think that if you are a gatekeeper of horror, don't watch it because you're just going to be mad. But like I don't know if you're okay with things and not the worst, you could go and see this and like it. Yeah.
3: Agree. Yeah. If you like horror movies, watch it. You'll like it. Yeah.
2: Or you might not. Who knows? Some people gave this five stars, and I thought, wow.
3: I disagree with that. That
2: is that is too many stars. That is too many stars. Three. That's probably where I'm at. Three and a half.
0: I guess I gave it two and a
2: half. You did. Yeah,
3: I give it a solid three and a half.
0: Yeah. Also, I've updated my review. It's better now.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Would you? Would you write? I 13. didn't fall asleep to this film. He didn't do his job. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he,
2: it's called Dr. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. only puts people to sleep who are going to die. So, did you die?
0: Uh, and nobody <laughs> truly dies, Kylie. Oh no, they do. Something's th- out there. They
2: die, but like your spirit lives on, and you can go live in a box in someone's mind. Yeah, you can just astral project. Second franchise, uh, Ewan Rare gets to do that in.
3: About time.
2: Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. Yeah, it's not a real thing. Don't
0: worry, Kylie. We're getting lots more Ewan coming soon. Guys,
2: okay, is, is Ewan a good actor?
0: <laughs> yes. I will. I will stand for Ewan.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, doesn't fit a lot of good scripts though.
2: I think that he no. rises to the occasion of what is presented to him, <laughs> and that is my final thought. As he he's is not great in Doctor Sleep, but he's also not bad.
0: Like mm-hmm. I, he didn't detract from the movie by any means. I think he did a good job in, in that sense. It's a pouring character.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: True. Yeah.
0: All right. I think we nailed it. I think we did. I like it.
3: Quack. Do we have
1: quack, a game? Quack. Wait, wait,
0: hang on. Do we have a game of any kind? Oh. Well, there's games now? No. Listen, we play games sometimes.
1: All right, so the game here,
2: and some of you may be okay at this. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know your powers. Feeling of it's gonna be her humans. Um, so, based off of a great website called Letterbox, you are gonna name the top ten most watched films of Ewan McGregor, not including any of the Star Wars.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> train Spot. Number one. Big fish. Number three. Yeah.
3: McGregor. Uh, I was about to say, give me some movies, but that'll probably be his top ten. Um, <laughs> uh, I gonna, no, I, I, had one. I had, I, I actually had thought one, but then I realized. Robin.
2: Wait, what did you say? Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. Five. we go. Yeah. I'm killing it. I was going to let I was you guys gonna, guess it out a little
3: bit,
0: and then I'm going to say, what's left? Here
3: we go. Well, I was going to throw out Night's Tale, but then I remembered that that's no. not. That's dead. That's Joker. That's a Joker film. Walking
2: Phoenix? Heath Ledger. Yeah, the other Jared one. Jared Leto? No. Mark Lute- Campbell? Leto? Oh, I
3: like Jared Leto. Yeah, it's
0: the same joke as Lady Gaga. It's a
3: good one. I know. I laughed at it, and that was the immediate thing I thought was Lady Gaga. There was somebody in the front first table that turns out like they had
2: they I'm had thinking.
3: told them they had told this person in the front table that I say Lady Gaga because I said it and they're like haha see he did it see he did and I was like nice I love this I am such a superstar Ewan McGregor uh, Star Wars you can't say the Star Wars
1: that's I know but that's problem. what I
3: said so I just won
0: Mulan
2: Rush number four oh, yeah. um,
0: is uh oh, man is down to you on there what's that that's uh, a <laughs> Renee so musical that he's in
2: I will not scroll down okay great, so, okay,
0: great. <laughs> uh, salmon fishing in the Yemen are we are, did the salmon make it not here well, not there
2: okay wow um. I would have crushed this already <laughs>
3: I'm not good at... Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm terrible at this stuff. Well,
2: let me know when you guys oh, want the
0: 2017's Beauty and the Beast.
2: Number two. Mm, oh.
0: Disappointing, everybody. Disappointing. Wow. So um, you have the top
2: five. And here's where it gets tricky. By Run DMC. Okay. It's um, a trick to
3: rock a rhyme. What is the other, um, rock around rhyme, that's right
0: on time. What is the it's other Danny Boyle film he's got? It's with Cameron Diaz. Um, oh, uh, a Life Less Ordinary. But I, I, let you,
2: I let you struggle Thank through you. that Thank one. Thank
0: you for letting me struggle through that one. It's <laughs> good. Yes. Um, okay, what else we got going on for I you? No, know, and in- you would
2: like a C- I, uh, clue. I want a clue. Okay, this is a sequel wow. that only I saw.
1: Train Spotting 2? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two, 2
2: Train Spotting. <laughs> still
3: um, training, yep. still spotting. The
0: other, other Jamie Boyle film that he's
3: in. Other spotting.
2: I know he's on the cover of this, Uh. Oh, a movie poster, is but it, I never connected it to him. I love you, Philip Morris. Oh, it is not on here, but I do love that film. Okay, that is a good um, film. This yeah. is a war film.
0: <laughs> you went into the war?
2: Yes. Is he singing in the school? Park?
3: Is it like uh, We Were Soldiers? No. Black Hawk
2: they, Down? Yes, very well. Oh, oh, there it is. I've oh, seen it. Morgan is killing this game. Old <laughs>
3: BHD over there.
2: Um, This one has the first performance of a little British boy who we now all adore as a young adult.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of small British boys yeah.
2: in
3: the outdoors. he in Harry Potter?
2: This is a film that I think is good and others say is emotionally manipulative and based on a true natural disaster. The
0: impossible. The impossible.
2: And of course, the little British boy that we all now love is Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Who is Spider-Man? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the little Bruce Boy that we all love. Yeah.
1: I, I'm I, excited. Grown, I haven't seen the new Spider-Mans. I've not grown yeah. to adore him
3: yet. I'm excited yeah, for uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2, still Spider-Versing. Yes. He
1: won't be in that one.
0: But I don't
3: care. So, I still want to so see so that film, that though, movie. like because yeah. I loved the first one. I loved Into the Spider-Verse. That was great.
2: This one, someone won an Oscar, and they were old. <laughs> oh, Night's Tale. And number... The last one yeah, is a... the big
0: a, Rufus Sewell Oscar win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: This last one is an animated movie that no one remembers. Romeo
0: Nomio and Juliet. No. Oh. Dark um, Knight Rises.
2: Nope. Um, Get off of Dark Knight, man. <laughs> Robin Williams is in it. Robots? Yeah! Huh, I saw that one. He once. is Rodney Copperbottom, of course. Of course, Because <laughs> we all remember the name of the lead. He only robot. gets a
3: little bit of respect. Is what is where he's at.
2: <laughs> he just
0: pulls his whole head off. And yeah. I get no respect. I
3: get a medium amount of respect. <laughs> I
2: don't know. I don't know what Robin Williams' character's name is. I got Ewan's name and only. <laughs> I think it's called, like, he's probably, like, Ratchet or something. And then, like, Amanda Fiennes is in here or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, hey, everyone. If you want to find us, you can do so in many different places. You can find us at at
0: squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. It's a five-star review or any star review. As well as hit that subscribe button.
2: Point. Cheers, Johnny.
0: Great, perfect. Oh, Here's
2: Johnny. Here's Ewan.
0: Here's, Here's Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: the Overlook Hotel. You can also Here's the Overlook. Twitter at DWT underscore podcast. That's what together. Tumblers. That's what together. Letterboxd. Darby ACT and Kylie Galsher. Thank, Thank you so much for listening. What was
3: the last one? Letterbox, but it was Darby, Darby and
2: ACT and Kylie Galsher.
3: That is a very catchy name. Did
2: you know that's my name? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know.
3: Um, I'm glad you. T- I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm glad you took that side of your name as well because it's very long. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah.
3: There we go. Uh, if you
0: want to see PJ and Megan,
1: uh, come to trivia on Yeah. Site. Come to trivia.
0: You can. Oh, be- there's a cat. There's a cat. Everyone. You can. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's like I've been seen.
1: <laughs> oh. She's
0: judging our podcasting. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, to everybody. I've been Josh. Kylie. Hey, it's BJ. Dang it. Quack
1: quack 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 quack. quack, quack, quack. quack.
3: quack, 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 quack.